Uh, welcome to Astro Babble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scullywang Astrology. Today we're going to be talking about the full moon in Aquarius and how the aspects will affect you. Mm -hmm. The moon mansion is the, is the 23rd moon mansion and it's going to take place at 19 degrees of Aquarius. 19 degrees, mm -hmm. 21 minutes. And I got this uh, information from Ben Dyke's Inceptions book on the moon mansions. And when the moon is in a, at a particular degree, they have them separated by 28 or 29 different parts. Um, this wheel, you know, separated. I think it's 28 parts. Anyways, this uh, moon mansion will be good for, let's see, it will be good for healing, jewelry, journeying in the late afternoon of the day. It's actually the middle third of the day. Um, associations will be profitable and escaping if you feel the need to escape. Successful like, escapes, right? Yeah, successful <laughs> escapes. <sir. laughs> yep. Nice. And then the things that you don't want to do is leave your, um, leave your belongings with others and expect to get them back in the mm -hmm. condition that you gave them to them. Uh, deposits are, are not favorable. Marriage is not favorable. Um, hiring is not favorable and neither is boarding a ship. So um, not real favorable. Mm. On a, a, yeah. Boarding a ship for a short journey. Well, yeah, this is a, a little bit ominous looking, this uh, chart for the full moon, I think. We've got uh, a T-square between the sun, the moon, and Uranus. Yeah. And Uranus is with uh, the North Node, amping up that surprise, shocking, revolutionary. And Mars not far away from that Uranus. It would have had its uh, conjunction with Uranus not long beforehand. Uh, let me see. Mars, Uranus, when was that? That's on the 1st of August. And then we've also got Saturn with the moon. Directly, so, yeah, uh, pretty close mm. to the moon. They're, 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 they're closing in on each other, so they are, they are applying to each other. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, so it's with its ruler. But, yeah, this is a little bit concerning. The um, Saturn Uranus square there, they're what, four degrees away from each other, but getting closer. Yeah. When does Uranus, Uranus actually stations retrograde soon, doesn't it? The 24th. Uh, it will. It will. We're, we're, we're like uh, the end of July or the middle of July, um, the 20th of July, actually. Um, so, and Uranus is going to go retrograde the 24th of August. So it'll be yeah. within this um, fortnight that we're talking about. Yeah. Also, um, Neptune making a sextile to Mars there, which sextiles are helpful aspect usually, but with uh, all this tension, I'm not sure. I'm thinking military 
and uh, naval, naval battles, perhaps. Um, oh, yeah. That's what came into my mind, Neptune and Mars. Um, but who knows? But, yeah, a little bit of a concerning full moon, generally speaking. Just trying to think where that is in the uh, US chart. It's in your third house. That's going to happen in the third house. Well, yeah, third house. So community. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Mercury is yeah. going to be aspecting the uh, USA's one, two, three, by a, by a square, by the ascendant. Oh, yeah, and, to the degree. Yeah, interesting. Because the United States has a 12 degree uh, Sagittarius ascending. Yeah. So. Should be interesting. <laughs> Should be, should be. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, kind of a bit of, I'm thinking somber, kind of feeling constrained with that um, Saturn so close to the moon. Not what I would call a joyous full moon. And then you've got that radical Uranus and Mars squaring it. Yeah, with the with North the, Node, with the node. increase. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want increase in tension, and that's what a square is—is is tension. Yeah, it it, it means a, a decision is going to need to be made. How do you, you do a square? <laughs> yeah, it could be quite turbulent for a lot of people. I think. Yeah, it seems like that is 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 what's coming down the pike yeah it makes me think of the um churchill quote you know when you're going through hell keep going yeah <laughs> probably don't stop yeah just keep going <laughs> yeah. and that's exactly what we do we move mm -hmm. on the sun rises a new day comes <laughs> so uh shall we do the horoscopes that would be a great idea. Mm -hmm. And before we get into that, we recommend that you read your ascendant sign. And we've just done a little video and we'll link to that, which will explain a little bit more in detail why we recommend that you read your ascendant sign rather than your moon or your sun sign. But if for whatever reason you don't know your ascendant sign, you can read your moon or sun. Just understand that the way horoscopes or the way we're reading these horoscopes uh, set up that they're they're done by ascendant sign so it just makes sense if you know your ascendant sign to read your ascendant sign so we'll link to that right so if you are an Aquarius rising this is going to happen in your first house and this is going to have to do with um, because it's a full moon it's things that are coming to a completion so um, if you have completed you know a project that you were working on for yourself this will probably, you know, be a good time to be wrapping it up. And you'll have the energy, um, you're not that you'll have the energy to do it, but you'll, the energy will be there to get it done. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it does help. And with Saturn there, even though it's retrograde, it, it's, it's, it still can be um, a good foundational 
uh, planet mm -hmm. to have around. It's it's in domicile, so it's it's strong. It's just retrograde. Yeah. It might not act exactly the way you wanted it to, but yeah. still, it's not too bad for a first house if you are if Saturn is is one of your friendlier planets. Mm -hmm. Because it is a malefic and it, it being in your first house, it could cause you, you know, that I think, see, I think Mars is more of that external um, malefic sense and Saturn is that more internal um, malefic kind of mm, thing. Cool that be. To you. I, that's what I've been getting. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, if you're a, a day child, if you're born during the daytime, uh, you know, Saturn's not as malefic for you. If you're born at night, Saturn tends to be your, your nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if you're born during the day, Mars is usually the most troublesome planet for you. Yeah. And if you are a Capricorn ascendant, this full moon will be happening in your second house. This is the house of your income, your finances, and your possessions and resources. So there could be some sort of high point ending or culmination to do with these topics. It could be you're getting a bonus at this time or you're um, finally able to purchase or acquire a resource or possession that you've been after for some time. I like that. Hmm. Be some interesting times for those people who are the Capricorns who are, you know, it's a good time to reassess your money. Yeah. Yep. And if you are a Sagittarius rising, this is going to happen in your third house of community or early education, or it might even have to do with your siblings or your cousins, your extended family, um, you know, things that are you know, you're finishing up something. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you've borrowed a dish from your cousin, you can go return it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are a Scorpio ascendant, this is happening in your fourth house. And the fourth house is your home. It's your parents. It's family in general. Uh, it's real estate and it's your living conditions. It's also things like your heritage and, you know, your roots, your foundation. But, yeah, basically high points, culminations or reaching a, a peak to do with these matters. It could be that it's nothing to do with you. It could be this is happening with your parents. Maybe they're reaching a high point or they've been working towards something. And this is the time when it actually comes to fruition. Very good. <laughs> I can see that happening. Okay, if Libra <laughs> is your ascendant, this is going to be happening in your fifth house. And the fifth house has a lot to do with um, what you find pleasurable. Um, gambling, um, artistic endeavors, uh, concerts, and children. Children are, are the result of those um, happier times, <laughs> usually. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so this will be this will be having something to do with them, um, or or that or that subject. So you might, if you're, um, you know, repainting 
you know, your house, it might be that that project might be finishing up. Or if you are doing, you know, repainting your house, it'd be a good time to make sure that, that gets finished up right around this time. Because you want to finish up the these the projects that you have so that you can, you know, move on. That's the whole, you know, cycle of of what we're supposed to, what we're doing here on the, on the planet. Anyways, it's, it's your, 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 you're getting the new stuff and then you're finishing it and you're working it and then you finish it and then you, you know, wrap up and clean up and then you work on to the next one. That's exactly everything is cyclical, you know, as far as these houses are, are run. So in the fifth yeah. house, you might be finishing up something. When you were talking about that, it's exactly what I was thinking of, you know, those cycles, everything seems to be on a, cycle of some type yeah yeah this is just continuing it on <laughs> and if you are a virgo ascendant this full moon is happening in your sixth house this is a house of illness it's uh employees all those that you work with it's service to others and it is pets so there might be a high point um or a completion or a culmination to do with those subjects. This could be you're getting surgery, perhaps it's a surgery date. Probably not a good day to have it on the actual full moon, um, but uh, you know, round about this time. Uh, could be something to do with pets, maybe you finally being able to bring home that pet. It's reached an age when you can bring it home or it's graduated from obedient school or something like that. Or it could be, you know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago. This is a house of um, firefighters, police, nurses, doctors. It could be a graduation ceremony, something to do with that sort of thing. And if you are a Leo, this is going to, this full house, full house this full moon is going to happen in your seventh house which is your house of the one-on-one -on -one relationships or the committed relationships so you might be able to you might be working on getting engaged this could be even you know the the full completion and, and even a marriage you know could happen mm -hmm. this also you could end up getting that appointment that you've been wanting to get with a you know one person or any of those one-on-one -on -one relationships might be coming to a completion if you're doing a, a project or something with them. If you are a Cancer Ascendant, this is happening in your eighth house. So the eighth house is other people's money. So this could be finances from a partner, whether that's business or romantic. It could be things like inheritances, taxes, insurance, loans, debts. Uh, basically other people's money or shared resources. So this could be when a, a loan's approved or that uh, uh, inheritance uh, comes through or uh, maybe you've been working on a settlement. You know, this could be joining um, finances with a business partner or with a romantic partner, or it could be settlement, you know, of you know, a dissolution of a marriage, you know, this is a financial agreement, it's agreed to, and that happens. Wonderful. And if you are a Gemini, this is going to be happening in your ninth house, and your ninth house is um, upper education, maybe foreign travel. I know with the uh, COVID numbers are going up a little bit around here. Um, yeah. Back to, uh, you know, travel as much as you want. 
it, it, this also has something to do with publishing. If you want to publish things or, or if you have a legal case, things might be yeah. ramping up to come to a completion with the full moon in Aquarius in your ninth house if you are a Gemini. It's really interesting what you said about COVID. I mean, we're in winter down here and they're expecting, um, particularly in August, to be to reach a kind of a peak here just with that Saturn there that Uranus Mars hmm. yeah yeah it's all getting that that's about that tension and, and that decision making yeah well I, I believe I think I just read something about I think Fauci has just come out and uh recommended mask uh over there again and it's kind of, it's interesting because they're kind of starting to recommend that here, but they're not bringing in mandates. It's not you have to. It's like, we kind of think, you know, if you're going to be indoors, it's a good idea to wear masks. So mm. you're right. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Just when you were talking about that, it made me think of that. And if you are a Taurus ascendant, this is happening in your 10th house. This is a very visible house. So this has to do with your career or public reputation. With Saturn there, it could be you've been working hard and this is where, you know, there's the payoff. Unfortunately, if you've been misbehaving, <laughs> it could be when it comes to light. But hopefully not. I mean, full moons, it's it can be about endings, but... You know, it could be you're moving on from a job. It could be a boss because it's also the house of authority figures. A boss could be moving on. Or it could be, you know, you've been working on a project and it, it comes to completion at this time. Or it could be something to do with you personally, uh, your public reputation. So this could be like you're getting married. You have a child something like that. Yes, a child would be, you would think, fifth house or a marriage might be seventh house, but it's also, it's a very visible house. So for some reason, you're getting extra attention. So hopefully it's good attention. Yeah, it's what you're known for, that 10,000, mm. no, whether it's yeah. a business or, you know, in your mm. community, it's what you're known for. Yeah. So if you are an Aries, this is going to be happening in your 11th house. And 11th house is your, is the house where you have, or your, your associates come from your groups, you know, encounter and, and engage with those would be signified by the 11th house. Those are also the people that support you. You can grasp, you know, their support comes from the 11th house as well. So it's your friends and it's your hopes and dreams as, as too. So these things might be coming, you know, to a conclusion of, you, you might be, you know, ending a group to go on to another group because you, you have to end and, and get things out of your life that no longer serve you to move on. That's the whole, yeah. that's the whole story of, of that. So, so as, so <laughs> as these, you know, these full moons, you know, are, 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 you know, are stopping these, these points, um, it makes room for other things in your life. So, yeah. Endings I was thinking, not uh, unless you're a cardinal sign and then it's like you've got all these unfinished projects <laughs> <laughs> then you never have a full moon <laughs> I, I can say that as a cardinal sun and ascendant so <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So full moons but don't yeah. really affect you. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course they do. I wish they didn't sometimes, but they do. Yeah. And if you are a Pisces ascendant, this is happening in your 12th house. So this is the house of hidden and secret matters. It's our undoing. It can include things like hidden illnesses. So this could be things like mental health issues. It can be addictions. It can be uh, just diseases you could don't see either. You know, you, you know, you might be suffering, but to others, you look like, you know, you're perfectly healthy. So, yeah, there could be some sort of high point or completion or culmination at this stage to do with those matters. It's also rest and retreat. So this is a, a good time to be working behind the scenes. You know, maybe you've been working away at something and this is a time when it's completed or finished or, um, yeah, and you kind of can come out of hibernation. Yeah, institutions as well. Sorry, what was that? Institutions for the 12th house. Yeah, yeah. Um, places of confinement, yeah. Hospitals or um, prisons or, you know, monasteries. Yeah. Mm. It's a little bit somber or I'm a little bit somber. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't uh, know what it is. I, I am, I feel a little. Uh, yeah, it's not the most joyous uh, full moon, is it? Yeah, I think it's because it's that Saturn is right there. It's just right up next to it. Yeah, that Uranus Mars, though, that'll keep us on our toes, I'm sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, with that, um, Uranus is known for the, uh, you know, shocking. (laughs) Surprise. Not quite. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, we're all getting used to Uranus being in a fixed sign mm. it's there yeah it, it stays in the sign in the um the last video we did it's in there for what seven eight years seven or eight years yeah yeah takes yeah. about 84 years to go through the whole zodiac uh, okay so i brought a crystal and this is a good crystal um it is called an aquamarine this is a rough cut of aquamarine um it's really pretty yeah and if i had and I, i'll show you on the pictures because i have a couple of them and i just can't find them right now um but this is a barrel type stone um it it's like blue but it, it's like it's a variegated because it can go from a, a very very light and very pale color to you know like almost clear or white to you know a darker blue blue greenish more of a teal color um so i'm wearing this color okay. <laughs> i was i tried to dress i don't know i i, I go i gravitate towards this, the stones that i dress for or dress to the stones i'm talking about i'm not quite sure which one let's see what else can i talk about oh it's a hard stone it makes it makes it great for jewelry because it's a 7.5 mohs hardness to an eight which is um uh, very hard it's harder than you know the the quartz type um stones it's found in uh brazil pakistan afghanistan australia and the united states it's um it was That's first cool. used in greece around 300 to 500 bc 
So it's been around for a very long time. Um, it aids sailors. It's, it's, oh. it's, it's a good stone to be wearing when you are traveling. Mm-hmm. So, nice. uh, yeah, it, it's a, um, I use it for uh, moisturizing. That's what, mm. that, that's the healing aspect that I use it for is moisture. And when I'm saying moisture, I'm saying, um, you know, moisture to my skin, moisture to a throat, moisture to even plants. I'm starting oh, to use wow. plants that are, um, cause we're in the summer and we're having a, we're having a bit of hot weather. So I'm, um. uh, adding this to my plants. <laughs> So what do you mean by that? Like, do you steep the water in? Yeah. Yeah. And then spray it on the plants? Yeah. Oh, I, make a, I make like a gem elixir for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that. do you have gem elixirs on your website? I do. Mm-hmm. I do have them on my website. And they Excellent. are for sale in the United States. I'm not so sure about... Um, mm-hmm. Liquids outside. I don't know how the. Yeah. I'll have to research that better. I have a request for someone, um, for a gem elixir, but I haven't researched it yet. I've been on vacation last week, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I will be doing that. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I do have them on on my uh, on my website. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, and that is the aquamarine. And so you were saying for your, um, your own skin sort of thing. So same sort of thing. You use the elixir, like just as a spritz on your face or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the thing with the thing with aquamarine is it's a barrel and the difference with aquamarine, um, and emerald is, is the, um, the color. But it's it's a it's a silicate that kind of it, it it it's the same thing. This would be the same thing as an emerald if it were greener. If it if this were dark green, it, it's the same chemical and and the construction. Oh, okay. So it's They're literally just like um just the color a pastel emerald. Yeah, it's like a pastel emerald. <laughs> kind of, kind of, yeah. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, that's I like the aquamarine. It. I always, I, I like emeralds too, though. So no wonder I'm attracted to it. So, yeah, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. moisturizing to just to even, even have. And I use it on the third chakra. It's um, it's uh, the water element. That's that's why it's that's why I need. That's why I called it for today is because um, the um, Aquarius is the water bearer, and this mm-hmm. is a water stone. Nice. It resonates Very with nice. the element water. <laughs> and because Aquarius is like that, it's not actually a water sign, though. It's actually an air sign. So, it yeah, is. but it is the water mirror. <laughs> it is. The, yeah, right. Yeah, it is an air sign, but it is the water mirror. <laughs> no, I like it. Okay, so that is the full moon. And then... The first aspect we have is the sun opposite Saturn, but that's three days later. We do have some aspects happening at the time, but they were covered at the end of our last uh, video, which was the new moon in Leo. So I'll put some links 
to that. So we have uh, the Sun Square Uranus, right, which will just happened just prior to this full moon. There's Venus entering Leo, which again happened just prior to the full moon, and Mars sextile Neptune, which again happened just prior. Uh, but if you're interested in those aspects, just check out our New Moon and Leo video. It'll have that information on there. So, yes, yeah, Sun opposite Saturn. A lot yeah. of energy. <laughs> you just named off like three that are happening that day. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of energy that day. Yeah, yeah. Just not a joyous full moon. Just, yeah, very hectic. But yeah, the uh, sun opposite Saturn, retrograde Saturn, this is midway through the retrograde cycle of Saturn. Uh, depending what houses it's in, this can be kind of, um, yeah, might be just kind of, you might have some illumination about what restrictions, limitations. Um, Difficult life been, struggles. Yeah, what you've been struggling with, you might have a little bit more illumination about that at this time. And you might actually, this might be kind of, you know, do you continue to try and battle this to try and overcome this or do you cut your losses? Yeah. It might have um, a little bit of decrease in vitality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Saturn has that restrictive kind of quality and the sun is all about your vitality. So if you're feeling a yeah. little bit sluggish, just maybe plan for, you know, don't do the marathon that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow. Going to have Mars trying Pluto at the same time. It's interesting. Yeah. We might have more, you know, news, the Roe versus Wade and the, 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 um, the Supreme Court you know, might have more movement on that as the states are trying to adjust to, all right, now that it's not federally, mm. um, you know, on the, on the books with the law, um, the states will now have to, you know, to, to juggle all that. And I think every time this, because I'm seeing Pluto and, and Mars, you know, hitting, and it's, I'm thinking that the, the states are going to have to come up and, and as these states I'll juggle you know what their their laws are going to be I think that's what we're seeing yeah I'm just looking at that Venus there um because Venus Pluto were the aspects that were kind of being activated and in the Sibley chart which is a Sagittarius ascendant that Venus will have just ingressed into the ninth house of law so yeah interesting yeah hmm and as we we're just talking, Mars, Pluto. So, um, yeah, this could be a real powerful drive. That Mars, it's not in a super powerful sign. It's in a sign of its detriment. But uh, that trine from Pluto could be good or could be bad. Sometimes those trines and sextiles just allow the energies of those planets to kind of what's the word I want to say more easy but um 
it's early morning here, so <laughs> <laughs> my my uh, my grandma's flow, not up to flow easier. Yeah, flow easier. Yeah, yeah, it could be powerful, powerful in certainly powerful. Yeah, you know, Pluto is in the superior position. It's uh it's a bigger. Well, it's not a physically bigger planet, but it tends to be very impactful it's just, it packs a wallop yeah yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah mars well, might smack you but uh <laughs> you know pluto's going to take you out yeah do you, you know. know when pluto's going to get out of capricorn i have a feeling it is let's have a look i have a feeling it's in a couple of years oh uh 2024 but it'll probably go back but I'm doing it by years. But yeah, by 2024, certainly. Let's have a look. Months. It's retrograding there. Wait, I lost it for a minute. Yeah, 2023. 20, January. What's that? February 2024. But yeah, okay. there might, it, might, it might sneak in before then. I'm not sure. Because I'm wondering on the dynamic if, the if this is Pluto's last time of meeting up with Mars during a retrograde, you know. Well, it looks like, like April, like, April 2023, it will be in there. Oh, so Capricorn so, yeah. or so it, it, Pluto isn't on the move. It's so this is the last time that Pluto basically is talking to the planets from the seat of Capricorn you know, about like what we need to change and what's not working and what we need to get rid of. And yeah, but then in June, it retrogrades back into Capricorn. So it, right. it, it's getting close, but yeah, not quite yet. But yeah, it's certainly getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the last time it's in conversation with these planets. So mm -hmm. it very well might be more than say what we saw five years ago when it aspected Mars last it might be a little oh, bit more. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Because when the planets are at the end of their sign, they're like, you know, I'm kind of done with this topic. Let's, you know, let's let's get on the move with it, you know, and address it. It will yeah, be interesting a, to see what happens that day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when a planet is at the beginning of a sign, whether a planet's at the end of a sign, when a planet's at the beginning of the sign, it's like, hey, let's go. You know, we're, you know, I've got all my stuff. I, you know, I'm ready to work. But at the end of it, it's kind of tired and it's it's like, I am so done with this with this subject, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that it's 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 something's going to change. And it very mm. well might be coming up for sure. And, and then you've got your decans as well. You know, each sign is divided into three equal parts, and each uh, decan is ruled, kind of got a sub rule of sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mars, Time, Pluto, powerful actions, transformative actions, for good or for bad. Yeah. Mm, interesting that you've got that opposition, to, uh, sun opposite uh, retrograde Saturn at the same time. Maybe just, maybe something happens that it's just, yeah, we were talking about with that sun opposite Saturn. It's like, you know, do I persevere, keep trying to, you know, overcome these limitations or do I just cut my losses and maybe maybe this um Mars trying Pluto maybe this either inspires you to keep moving forward or it's just like you know what don't need it 
don't want it. So moving on to the next one, are we ready? Oh, and that's going to be Mercury is going to trine Uranus. And a trine is a good aspect. It's an, it's not a good aspect. I mean, it is a good aspect, but it is a positive aspect. But it is, um, it, it helps things move along, whether it's um, for the good or for the bad, it moves it along, you know, mm -hmm. without, without obstacles in its way. So the trine, has always been viewed as a positive, but it 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 could bring things just quicker, you know, without yeah. without being stopped. Mercury is uh, you know, the planet of communication and our money, how our commerce is, is working. And it's that the process. It's it's the process. It's 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 you you need to break the eggs and scramble them before you pour them in the pan, in the pan it's it's the process so that's what mercury's ruling is and and uranus is just about like not the process it's about like it's like you know let's let's invert this let's you know you know add in um meat or cheese to the eggs i mean it's just it just mixes up things and adds in new things and steps up the eggs and not that they're going to be worse or better but it just it just makes it different it's, that's what uranus mm -hmm. brings to we'll be bringing to that aspect yeah yeah uh surprising news hopefully good yeah uranus very close to that north node still at the time so that surprise, shock, innovation, uh, rebellion, uh, revolution, all those kind of qualities are going to be amplified by that North Node. Hopefully helpful with that Mercury. It's communications, it's thinking, it's learning. It's Donna said it's processes. It's also messages and it's commerce, like Donna said. Uh, Mercury's in Virgo, so it's in the sign of its domicile. It's ruled by uh, Mercury, but it's also exalted here. So Mercury is very strong. Yeah, maybe good for innovative thought. Um, but yeah, could be yeah. surprising news, shocking news. Hopefully shocking or surprising in a good manner, though, hopefully. I like that. I like that. Innovative. Mm. That's the hope. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're if you're really, you know, wanting to get a project completed, innovation is is really a a nice thing. Yeah. You know, you yeah. want you want those new ideas if you're working out something. When I see uh, Mercury and uh, Uranus in a you know nice aspect together I kind of think Eureka you know it's yeah. like aha it's that I like light that element. yeah That's you know it could be time. a little bit wacky but you know mm. yeah I really like that um Mercury and Uranus that's at 1 46 p.m on the eastern coast so um mm -hmm. if you like meditating <laughs> might get some answers <laughs> I mean you know take all the, all the all the time I can get yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be on the 16th of mm -hmm. um, of August 
very mm -hmm. much. I very I like that one. Nice. I'll be looking forward to that one, along <laughs> with the next one, which is I might I might do that meditation the day before, when Venus and Jupiter are trining and they will trine. Yeah, it is a trine, which is a very helpful aspect. I use this aspect for health when I do layouts. This is when you have the two benefics in a uh, an aspect that is a friendly aspect and you work on your health with that aspect. I think it lends a little bit more positive energy. Yeah. I was uh, just playing with the chart there because um, Venus is moving pretty quickly. It's moving at 124% of its usual speed. Instead of, you um, you know, if 100% is uh, its normal speed. So it's, it's moving, you know, pretty fast. Whereas Jupiter's kind of at a really, really low speed. It's retrograde. It's very sluggish. So unfortunately... And like it's it's great trying wonderful it's benefic like as Donna said it's good for you know lots of lovely things but unfortunately because Venus is um, moving so fast it's going to go by very quickly so grab it while you can <laughs> yeah it's a it's a you know because you got one planet going this way and one planet it's like already gone yeah it's just yeah. going the opposite way yeah. But still, it's going to aspect and still it's going to be there. And mm, yeah. very, very much looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, and then Mars into Gemini. Oh, I was just thinking about that. With it. And because here's those eights again. We've been talking about eights. Because why were we talking about eight last time? In our last video, there was something. Maybe it was Mars. Jupiter. Mars Maybe, is going yeah. back to eight degrees Gemini when it goes to 26 and then it goes back to eight Gemini, I think. Yeah. It's, um, but we've got that, uh, at eight degrees that, uh, Jupiter, Jupiter and, um, Venus will be at eight. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, on the 20th we have mars going into gemini so get ready because it's going to be in gemini until march next year so <sighs> wherever gemini is in your chart <laughs> wherever gemini is in your chart get used to mars because it's going to get it's going to get all the way through to about 25 degrees so almost all the way through the sign and then it's going to stop and retrograde and it'll get back as far as eight degrees like Donna was saying and then it you know will stop that will be in January next year 12th of January it'll station direct and then it's got to get through all that sign again so yeah so what are we now August and it's going to go up to March so it's about seven months yeah yeah it's a long time it is a very long time it is excruciating long time especially if you're a Taurus mm -hmm. rising like I am it's going to happen in my second house so that's Ooh. my house of finance and I already know I need a new computer so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Cha-ching. Yeah. Yes, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mars does like to burn up in, in the second house, doesn't it? Burn up money, yeah. I think uh, burns a hole in your pocket. Money burns yeah. a hole in your pocket. Yeah. It's going to be my sixth. And, um, but thankfully I'm a, a night chart, so it's, it's not my malefic contrary to sex. So it might not be so harmful, hopefully. Touch wood. Yeah, I wonder when the <laughs> last time uh, Mars was in Gemini for this long of a time. I wonder what years I was living through. I'll have to look that up. But it's interesting. Yeah. Actually, I'm really curious to see that. That would be really interesting to um, go back and uh, see. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to do some articles on that, I think. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I bet you it would have a lot of impact. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Because uh, Mars only retrogrades about uh, every two years. So, yeah. So last yeah. year it didn't retrograde. So this year it's going to uh, hang around for seven months. <laughs> yeah be in one sign for seven months and if you are born in the daytime it's going to be more of a malefic planet for you um mm -hmm. and if you already know then you can kind of you know brace yourself and you know like for me i've already started saving for my computer and you know uh, other things it's it, it it helps you even though you know it's going to be there for seven months you can mitigate it by, you know, doing some extra saving or, you know, don't go climbing up on some high mountain if, if, where would Mars be for, you know, if you were a day chart, you know, don't go climbing up on a high mountain, you know, when it's in your sixth house or, mm -hmm. um, you know, but if you were, um, a fighter, if you were like a, a WWE or, you know, mixed martial arts and you were a fighter and that Gemini were in your 10th house, that might be a very good advancement. I mean, you might very, it might give you that drive, you know, so. Yeah. Depends on how yeah. you look at Mars. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true too. And when it's retrograde, that's just kind of like, you know, it's going to, you're not going to have that forward motion. Mars likes to move forward. And, you know, when it retrogrades, it's going backwards. So, yeah, it can be a little bit frustrating. Yep, as our 401s all go down with the economy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I'm hoping that's the worst that I have. All right. Mm -hmm. um, and then and are the we ready to move on? Mercury. Yeah. You know, seven months in these four minutes that we talked about it as enough for me. <laughs> on the 21st. <laughs> um, oh, what is that? Mercury is going to be opposing Neptune. Yeah. Yeah. Um confused communications could be deceptive communications could be just daydreaming oppositions do need to um be balanced but yeah it's a challenging aspect mercury's very good though it's um exalted and in its own sign wow i'm just looking at the essential dignities that we've got down here at 15 
it's in the sign of its rulership, it's in its sign of exaltation, it's also in its own face, and it looks like it's in mutual terms with Mars, which is interesting. Oh. Okay, because Mars is in uh, Gemini. Right. I don't know. Hmm. Mercury's okay. other sign. Yep, yep. They're in their um, each other's bounds. Yeah, so um, Mercury's very powerful. 15. This could be a good time for intuition. Could be, yeah. Yeah. The fact that it's an opposition, though, I kind of. Well, yeah, an opposition is 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 kind of like, you know, coming up from, you know, over a, an obstacle and going, oh, I see you over there. That's exactly what an opposition is. So intuition could very well be. You might not know of, about it. <laughs> I kind of worry that, you know, some people might almost kind of trust their hunches you know how you you know sometimes you think you just know something and sometimes you do and sometimes you just completely you know nowhere near the target I, I just kind of see this and I wonder if people will be like yeah I'm going to do this you know my gut tells me this and it's just like no your gut was lying to you <laughs> you know <laughs> listen to the brain <laughs> but um yeah <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see. Um, it could work yeah. on both ways. It really could because I, I'm a I'm mm. I've got a lot of water in my chart, so maybe I work with that intuition where you are more mercurial and like listen to the brain. You know, yeah, you're, but then I've got you know. I've got I know a, you do. You've got you got, 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 got Mercury Pisces. I I know. Got I don't Pisces. Know. Yeah, just it's more. I see that Neptune. I'm like, oh. What yeah. are you up to? <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's definitely obscurity uh, could could possibly play a role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean, you know, that's the thing with astrology. You can't look at something and say it will be definitively this. You know, there's all these nuances, and you know, it's going to depend on your chart, and you know, if it's making aspects to your planets or your chart points and what houses it's in in your chart and that, but yeah. And what planets you have strong in your chart. Mm, mm. You know, because yeah, if well, you, this is if true you too. have, yeah. If you if mm. you have, you know, planets that are supportive, then it might be more positive if they are in detriment or um, if they are to the right of the sun they might be more powerful than if they are to the left of the sun. You know, if you're bringing in all that Dexter and sinister yeah. uh, type of things. So which, so however that is, you know, is going to make a difference, you know, because we're supposed to have free will and we're supposed to have free choice, but I'm not so sure that the planets in our natal chart don't kind of edge us over more towards that direction than say that direction mm, yeah yeah is the glass half full or half empty you know or you know can you refill it um exactly but yeah i think this could be really good for creativity i just wouldn't be so reliant on hunches no. i would um research that hunch before you jump 
yeah, with Neptune in retrograde. Mm -hmm. A little slow down. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's my Capricorn ascendant. See, you're, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't relate to it very often, but I tell you what, it shows up. <laughs> <laughs> they all do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was that? Mercury opposite. Oh, okay. And now, and then we'll have Mercury trine Pluto. With uh, Pluto trine Mercury. It's that process again. And I think, I think this has a lot to do with, um, you know, I know Mercury and Pluto are going to meet up again many, many times because Mercury goes around three times. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is, this is that, you know, Pluto needs that Mercury to get that message out. You know what? This isn't working. This isn't working. Mm. Messages from the underworld. <laughs> or what is not working daily because Mercury is in Virgo. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this could be positive. Um, powerful thinking, transformative thinking um yeah mercury's in strong position here in uh exaltation and its own sign and it's in the superior position um yeah i'm thinking this is a good time to get stuff done uh virgo is very analytical very methodical yeah good time to sort stuff out i would think yeah transformational mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah Oh, and then we've got the sun moving into Virgo the next day. Oh. So the sun's um, ideas and its energy is going to go towards what happens to you on the daily. You know, what, what concerns you daily? Eating, exercise, sleep. These mm -hmm. are all things that <laughs> yeah as as i'm seeing august 23rd here kids are going to be going back to school pretty soon so sleeping is probably going to be uh you know get get down to those habits that we normally have we're done with the the summer breaks and the vacation and all that time to mm -hmm. get on a better eating schedule better diet exercise sleeping all the boring things <laughs> oh, well, you know, all those things that happen to make the world turn, because if you I, I know, I'm just, I'm just a miserable world. Fun. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. No, they are. They're, 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 but they're the mundane things. They're the things that happen every day. But that's what Virgo is strong in. I mean, Virgo mm. likes that, you know, oh, it's time to eat. You know, I, 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 I um, I know Virgos and they're very, they're very scheduled. You know, it's like, oh, it's time mm -hmm. to do this. It's time to do that time to do this it's time to do that and if we didn't have that virgo kind of sense in us you know we would you know there wouldn't be such a thing as lunch you know breakfast lunch dinner it'd be eating whenever you feel like it or you know it, it's, it's just it's <laughs> grazing just, it's just more it's it's it is easier if you're living with a group of people to be more scheduled Mm, yeah routine you know that's what they're right. saying you know got a little child babies they need that routine yeah and so do adults too so do, yeah. i was gonna, I was gonna say so do adults yeah <laughs> adults too. yeah but for yeah. sure 
Mm. The sun is in a sign for about a month. So over the next month, the sun is going to shine its focus on the house that is Virgo in your natal chart. So Virgo is a mutable earth sign. So it's practical because it's an earth sign. It's practical, reliable, dependable, but it is mutable, which means it's adaptable. So it can, you know, rise to the challenges of um, whatever happens. So, yeah. Yeah, very methodical. It's going to be with its ruler. Mercury will be there for probably another two days uh, before it uh, moves into Libra. But just whatever area of your chart, your natal chart has Virgo in it, you'll be kind of focusing on those topics over the next month, usually. Sounds good to get down to a routine. And then the next aspect we have will be on the 24th. And that's Uranus is going to go retrograde. Yeah, going to retrograde very close to that north node. And uh, it's going to retrograde back towards it. The north node is also retrograde. I don't know if it's going to catch up to it. I don't know which moves faster. Let's have a look. I, yeah. Let's do months. Looks like that north node is um, moving way faster. Much faster. Yeah. Wow. Look, in February, there'll be um, 10 degrees between them. Oh, is it stationing? Which one's stationing? It, uh, the north node would have stationed at some point. I was just wondering when Uranus was stationing. August. What date was it? The 22nd? 24th. 24th when Uranus is stationing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uranus stationing. I don't really kind of pay a lot of attention to um, the outer planets stationing and retrograding. The thing is, if they are on a natal point or a natal planet, though, because they're so far out, you know, and they move so slow because Uranus is going to station, where did I have that? It's going to station on the 24th at 18 Taurus. It's going to be retrograde until January uh, 22nd, and it will move back to 14 Taurus. So it's only going to move four degrees in, what is that, four, about five months Right. So I'm going to move back four degrees. You know, the outer planets kind of spend a lot of time retrograde. But because of that, because they're moving so slowly, if you've got a planet at, say, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14 degrees, you know, Uranus has been, you know, just going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, causing havoc and chaos and general confusion and you know right yeah if it's on mm. one of your planets mm. yeah so. so if you particularly if you're um got planets around about there say uh taurus scorpio leo or aquarius so from about 18 to 14 or let's say 19 to um 13 
you might be uh, feeling the impacts more than generally people will. Right. Those those signs that are square to the Uranus now mm-hmm. are yeah. all the fixed signs. Yeah, all the fixed signs. So, Because that would be those houses that we're talking about or Linda's talking about. Yeah. Or a lot of shocking things or a lot of interruption in your life. If you happen to have a planet on those uh, degrees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've got a mutual friend who has it in their fourth house. And yeah, <laughs> lots of moves, lots of residential moves, flooded out. And yeah, not good. Yeah. So Mercury moving into Libra. Mercury is not in detriment or anything in this sign, but it's moving from a sign where it's being very very powerful it was not only in a sign that it ruled so it was like it's at home it's domicile but it was also exalted and mercury is the only planet that is well virgo is the only sign that um has a planet in its domicile and exaltation yes yes but that's not the case in berg in libra no no so it's a bit of a step down um it's not as organized and methodical and you know on top of all that but you know having said that it's in libra so it's uh, ruled by venus it's going to be charming it's going to be you know social it's not going to be so concerned with all the the details right it might be in it might be more concerned with justice Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with the mm. in the sign. Yeah. Yeah. This is, and it's going to be by whole sign houses, it's going to be making a sextile to its ruler, which is nice. So the ruler, Venus in Leo, can help it. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it is losing dignity, but it's not in detriment. It's not in fall. Uh, it's in a nice sociable sign and it's a sign that is inclusive and welcoming um yeah I think it's a nice change maybe you know you're not going to be so analytical or you know if, if you've been working on something that takes a lot of intellectual prowess you know maybe this isn't going to be good news for you but you know it's it's just a change of pace. Like Donna always likes to say when a sign changes, when a planet changes sign, you know, journal, because it does, it changes from, you know, one element. So it's going from earth to air. And uh, it's also going from being mutable to cardinal. So that mutable can kind of adapt to things. Whereas a cardinal, it's, it's all excited and it wants to forge ahead and initiate but they're not always so good on that uh, follow through. Whereas your fixed signs, which when it gets into Scorpio, it'll be fixed. Those fixed signs can actually build on something that's been initiated. Very nice. Well, you know, Mercury, I kind of associate with air and Gemini is the air sign. So I feel like Mercury's not too far out of its element in Libra. Mm. I think of like, say, um, Mercury in Virgo. It's kind of like it's working. It's it's hard at work. It's doing its job. And in uh, Libra, it's kind of, it's chilling. 
Sounds fun. It's it's more in conversation with it. Kind of wants to you know check out you know how others are mm, handling yeah. the situation. Yeah, you know, there's more to to life than just work. Yeah, yeah, more of a talkative Mercury for sure. Mm, and in mm, then in yeah. um then in the Virgo Earth sign where it is does have dignity. I just think that Mercury is more talkative in Libra. Mm. I just looked at the essential dignities too. It goes from we had fifteen a little while ago, and now it's negative five. It's peregrine. <laughs> <laughs> Has no dignity at all. Oh no. Oh no. But once it gets to what would that be? Once it gets to its own bounds, which must be probably not very far away, stay only a couple of days. Right, yeah, just three days. Just watching that chart down there. So once it gets to the 3rd of September, it'll uh, gain some dignity because it'll be in its own bounds. Yeah, more than three days. Mm. Yeah, it certainly doesn't Um, have dignity at all. Yeah, no, no, because it's not in the sign of its rulership. Not in its exaltation, it's not in its triplicity or its term or its face. It's like a stranger in a strange land, but you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be charming. It's gonna he's be talkative. But <laughs> he's gonna be talkative. <laughs> yeah. And then Venus square Uranus. So that'll be some uh possibly shocking news. Hmm. This could be disruptions in relationships or regarding our values. A need for independence in relationships. Yeah, could be, could be. Or um, changes in relationships that, you know, we're not comfortable with. Uranus is um, in relationship astrology often linked to kind of um, a lack of stability, like, you know, uh, Saturn while it's a pain in the rear at times it does bring stability uh, whereas uranus while it's exciting and new and you know it's not very stable you know venus oh my and venus is coming up to oppose saturn too that's really interesting yeah so venus saturn uh opposition you've got this this relationship but it's kind of a little bit boring and then here comes um, Uranus to square both of them, to shake things up. And, you know, that might not be what both people are comfortable with. So, yeah. Or it could be, you know, sudden attraction to somebody new. Or, or somebody different. Be, yeah, different to your usual type. Or, you know, this could be the fling, the holiday fling. Or, you know, it could be a stable relationship, but, you know, they're transferred somewhere, you know. They've got to move somewhere with their job and suddenly they, they don't live in the same area. They're, you know, several yeah. hours away or further. Yeah, yes. it could be. It could, you know, and then with the, the next transit that's that's coming up is um, the Sun Square Mars. You, yeah. That, that almost that almost like almost lends itself like oh you're you know i don't like this relationship and now we're going to separate you know it just it, it almost plays from one into the other when you have the, mm. the venus yeah, and the sun and the mars it's like 
That that cyclical thing like that we were, we're going to have a new moon at the same time. I'm yeah, just trying to get this down to the. Let's see where the new moon actually is. Okay, so <laughs> all this is happening with the new moon. Yeah. So so that must happen. The Venus square, Uranus, and kind of coming up to oppose that Saturn the day before. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to have a new moon in uh, Virgo. And then we've got sun. So that new moon is going to have Mars squaring it. <laughs> and that Mars is will be at four degrees. So getting very close to where it will be um, in the shadow. Once it gets to eight degrees, you know, you can right. probably expect things to already start to play up, even though it doesn't actually. When does Mars retrograde? I'm not sure when it actually retrogrades. Um, October 30th or 31st, I think. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. So even though it, it doesn't actually retrograde till later, once it gets to eight degrees, which will be, let's have a look, about the 4th of September, things might start slowing down and kind of being problematic. Yeah. Because it, it gets to that degree that it's going to retrograde back to so hmm. yeah so whatever you're doing you know if you if you journal you uh, very well might be revisiting that those topics again when mars goes back because it's gonna it's gonna go in the sign and then it's gonna go back so wherever it's gonna go back to all this part is is revisitation that mars is gonna do and go over those those same issues yeah, yeah. So yeah, with that new moon too, you know, we want new beginnings, you know. So interesting. And there's going to be impatience with it with that uh, Mars squaring that new moon. Yeah. Interesting. It should be. It should be very interesting mm. times, especially with you know the planets, they're almost like jumping up onto a soapbox i'm not going to say a platform but maybe a soapbox you know where you know uh pluto is in its last stages of that sign so it's going to be it's it's going to want to be in conversation with all the planets to go this needs to change and that needs to change and that needs to change and that needs to change so i think that 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 that's what pluto's working on getting through with all the planets and then you have all this new stuff that's, you know, that you have the new moon that's aspecting planets that are going to be highlighted or, 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 or on their own soapboxes. I mean, this new moon's happening, you know, it's squaring Mars, which is going to be, you know, it's highlighted because it's going to be on its soapbox for seven months. You know, it just seems like there's a lot of planets that are just wanting to step up onto a soapbox and go, look at me. <laughs> it, it, just, it, just, it just seems that they're all wanting, it, it, I can't imagine having 10 kids. I really can't because oh to all of these planets all at once, is, it would just be too, too much. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely moving times. 
Yeah, I have a feeling uh, with that Venus opposite Saturn coming up, having recently had that Venus square Uranus, that Mars squaring the new moon in Virgo. I think a lot of people are going to want change and I think they're going to try and jump and a lot of people will. And then I think they're going to be like, okay, why did everything stop or slow down or, you know, because I know Mars doesn't retrograde for quite a while, but it will enter the shadow period soon. But that Jupiter, that enthusiasm, that, you know, wanting to make big plans and move forward in that, uh, that's retrograde. Saturn, the planet of limitations is retrograde, making us feel those limitations yeah, the second half of the year is, you know, going to be trying, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah, it, there, there's a lot of hard aspects. It, they're all, I mean, they're all hard when they're, when they're squares and oppositions. But it just mm. seems like they're going to be, you know, they're going to be in squares or oppositions to planets that are already in square or opposition with other planets. It seems like there's more mm. of them coming together more squares and oppositions yeah. together. So and that uh, Saturn's moving back to um, square that uh, Uranus too. I'm not sure when that is. I have a feeling that's November, but yeah. Yeah. So interesting times. Yeah. This will definitely be, um, you know, a good reason to try to, find out when your ascendant is, um, you know, get your mm -hmm. chart, find out where these planets are going to hit in your chart, you know, what houses are going to be most affected. This would be a good time to get a hold of that and start getting it done because it'll help you if you know how, you know, if you know the energy that's coming toward, you know, to you and what it's going to affect, then you'll have, I think you'll have an easier time, you know, and you will know, you'll like, you'll have a, an obstacle and you go, oh yeah, I, rem I remember, I, I kind of saw that coming, you know, I, I understand that that was, that was yeah. coming down the pike and it's not a big deal. Like in, in, instead of going, oh my gosh, my car just, you know, I can't drive my car anymore. Yeah. Why is this? You know, it, it kind of lets you know. Yeah. That something yeah. might be up with that particular theme of your life. And that's why mm. you would, that's why it is really worth every bit of effort you have to try to get your accurate birth time to get an accurate ascendant. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting times. So that's if you... <laughs> if you need your ascendant, if you need your ascendant, um, you can either get a hold of me or Linda, and we will be happy to help you work that out and, and get your ascendant. Um, mm -hmm. Linda, where can people find you and what are you up to? I am at Scullywag Astrology. That's astrology.scullywag.com. Um, if you do want to find your ascendant, uh, there's something, if you go to, I think, horoscopes and then uh, go down in the menu, it's got to generate your own natal chart. That will give you the details there. I'm doing readings. I'm doing year ahead. 
relationships and just uh, general natal readings if you want to know a little bit about your chart and you know what it says about you I can help you with that yeah and what about you Donna? Perfect. Um, well I do uh, natal readings the year in advance I do like to do those um, timing techniques um mm. Uh, I also do electional. I do horary, which is you ask me a question that is important to you, and I can give you feedback onto the answer to that question, whether it's buying that house or you know where is you know a lost item possibly. And then I work with crystals, as I did with the uh, aquamarine, and uh, I do layouts, mm -hmm. and I can do distance layouts as well as in-person ones. Mm -hmm. in the local area otherwise it's distance and um yeah I do those so you can get a hold of me at through Donna B Astrology you can get to my email address which is donnabarkconsulting.com or no not it's donnabarkconsulting at gmail dot you know dot com. yeah it would be dot com <laughs> Well, that was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering, well, we've had a couple of glitches. I don't know what uh, Neptune and Mercury are doing at the moment. <laughs> they are definitely being shined on my, my son is like obscuring them, I think. But yeah. <laughs> so if you like this video, if you thought it had value, um, please like, share, um, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment. And let us know how you're doing and how your trans, you know, how these trends are affecting you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.